0: Uh. <laughs> uh. Hi there, Ryan. You're looking good today.
1: Hey, thanks. You too. Oh, wow. All the people can't see that, though. Your hair is different. It's just down. You didn't shape it up today.
0: Uh, I tried. Sometimes you, it doesn't work. Sometimes it tried. doesn't. You <laughs> tried? Yeah, you gotta. Sometimes you put it in the gel and it works, and sometimes it doesn't, you know? Sometimes it doesn't take hold. It's hot out today. Huh.
1: I don't. I've not experienced that happen.
0: You don't put product in your hair. That is very you true. You just slick it back because it's long.
1: That's very true. But
0: even when I had short hair,
1: I didn't slick it with gel because I could never find the right gel.
0: Well, aren't you just perfect? Well, no, because <laughs> I don't think my hair is very great. Yeah, it looks good now.
1: Hey, thanks. You mean it didn't before? I mean, in the
0: process of growing We've talked about this. In the process well, okay. of growing it out. In the Yeah, in the in-between stages. Yeah, it didn't look good there. But now it does. Now that it's at shoulder length. Hey thanks. It's prime hair. Now it's time for me to put it in a
1: ponytail. I've been waiting. <laughs> I've been waiting for so long. Yeah, I've been waiting for the right day. To How about pull a that man out. bun? No. I'll no. have to veto that. Alright, I guess. Can we do pigtails? <laughs> <laughs> that we can do. Yeah. Man bun? No. We'll have to pass on that. But anyway, hello there. You are listening to the box office show. This is WNSC University of Central Florida, Orlando, and I am Ryan Hill. And I am Dylan Johnson. (laughs) Did you was that a flub or did you say M? Dylan M. Johnson? I almost said M. I'm used to
0: I almost said it, but I'm trying to (laughs) Trying to branch out? You trying to distance yourself from the middle initial? Well I don't like to say it. I like to write it. Like Dylan M. Johnson is like how I write my name in like credits or you know papers, I but I never usually introduce myself as Dylan M Johnson because that sounds pretentious.
1: I don't like my middle name, so I never bring it up. And also, honor. Yes. Well, why would you spoil <laughs> that? Cut that. Cut that out. we beep beep. Um,
0: Matthew, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, you don't like it either. But you like the M. I like the M. The M and flows well, but I don't like the Matthew, which is a cool M name. Ryan
1: C Hill. I don't really like. But what's worse is R.C. Sound... Hill, Mitsubishi. <laughs> you're right, <laughs> Which, you're right. That man's destroyed it for me, so I really don't like my middle initial in every single way. You know I used to say that my middle name was Sonic to people? <laughs> Sonic? Yeah, well, when I was like eight or like something. The but I was like, Yeah. I was like, my middle name is Sonic. Well, also, my Club Penguin name. <laughs> We're throwing it back, y'all. We're getting <laughs> Do deep. it, do it, do it. My Club Penguin name was... Sonic Dog 2009. <laughs> so we're seeing a pattern here. Why haven't I seen Sonic? What? That's it. We're gonna go see Sonic right now. Do you miss Club Penguin? Yes, I really enjoyed that. I mean, bro, do you? Did you play it?
0: No. What? I played. I played Webkins because I got the stuffed animal. Webkinz yeah. And then I did. I um, never played that. I was never big into online things, but I tried like. Star Wars, Old Republic, or whatever. I didn't like it that much. But, you know, I understand why people do. I tried, like, Cool Math. Cool Math was cool. You like (laughs) Pop Well, everyone plays Cool Math. Well, no. I liked the
1: reality TV show game in Pop Tropica. Everything (laughs) else was rubbish. But that particular part was amazing. But Club Hang was also fantastic. Bring it back, Disney. We'll talk a lot about Disney. Actually... Should we, do you want to play the music or something? We need to get First, the show started.
0: Yeah, we're going to be talking about the box office numbers from last weekend and our predictions for this upcoming weekend, of course. And also today is our special show where we talk about the Pixar movies. Yeah, in honor of
1: Onward, which is coming out this weekend. And Soul, which comes out later this year. Welcome back. We can get into our news, and as I mentioned, Disney is at the top of it. Bob Iger stepped down as the CEO of Disney after his 15-year run. Crazy. That is crazy. Is Any- he being
0: replaced by another Bob?
1: That is true. Bob Chapek, I believe, is his name.
0: Chapek. Chapek.
1: One to two doesn't have the same ring to it as Bob Iger. That's very true.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think I'll ever learn if it's Chapek or Chapek. <laughs> You're right. But you never know.
1: And Iger, he is now going to be the executive chairman, which is overseeing creative endeavors, until 2021, when he actually steps down and leaves Disney for good. We don't know what his plans are after that, but his legacy, what was his legacy, done?
0: He pretty much won the game of Monopoly here with (laughs) Disney. That is very true. He acquired Marvel, Lucasfilm, Pixar. He didn't acquire Pixar. That was Michael Eisner. Are you sure? I think so. We'll,
1: we'll, get, we'll, back get, into that that. we'll get back to that when we get to, to Pixar.
0: He might have acquired Pixar and he acquired 20th Century Fox for sure. He he was there for the launch of Disney Plus, Shanghai Disney Resort and Galaxy's Edge expansion, which is a huge profit bust, all of that for Disney. So he's the Disney guy, you know. He really brought us That is true. Into the 21st century. So it's very interesting that he's choosing to step
1: away now. I'll be interested to see. I'll probably talk about that in his next book, which I have not read the current one he has. But a lot of people have, and it seems very
0: good. So whatever he'll do, it'll turn to gold and money. And he was indeed there when they acquired Pixar. He was a CEO from 2005 to now, and they acquired Pixar in 2006. But we'll talk about that later. There you go.
1: And we also have in this past week some trailers have dropped, including Candyman and Artemis Fowl. Did you catch any of these, Dylan?
0: I watched the Candyman one. I've decided to stay away from Artemis Fowl because I think it's disgusting. <laughs> yeah, it looked. I mean,
1: I remember when they released the trailer because it was supposed to come out like last year. And the, tra- the initial trailer looked bad. Then they were like doing reshoots because people said that didn't look good. It still doesn't look good. And apparently it's like nothing to do with the books. So they're not going to get, I mean, they're not getting people who don't know Artemis Fowl to come to theaters, and it doesn't seem like they're going to get the people who do know it to come to theaters. So that'll be a rare misstep from Disney. And so that, and that's why Iger's leaving. Correct. But, so Candyman, what do you think of that, Trevor?
0: I mean, I've never seen the original Candyman, but I'd be interested in this one, especially since it's produced by uh, Jordan Peele. And, and he's written
1: great. or co-written. He's in there in the writing room on
0: Candyman. Yeah, something. I think he wrote it but produced it and wrote it, that's enough. That's pretty much, that adds to directing it pretty much.
1: It seemed pretty cool. There were some good visuals with it, but I don't really, I mean, we get the whole thing of, oh, they say it five times in the mirror with, you know, the Bloody Mary type deal. But it seemed very, I don't know, the tone seemed a little all over the place in that trailer, which seems like it'll be so in the film. I don't know. I mean, we'll see. I'm going to stay optimistic. Probably probably won't be seeing it.
0: I mean, Jordan Peele had a dud with the Twilight Zone remake, which is unfortunate, but I still hold out hope. I mean, Us Mm -hmm. was good. Get Out was good. That's true. His Key and Peele show was good with Keegan-Michael Key, so I hold out hope for Jordan Peele. Key and Peele was amazing. You can catch Candyman June 12th and Artemis Fowl August 9th of this year. Anyway, Antonio Banderas joins Uncharted. Exactly.
1: The film that is allegedly coming out... March 5th, 2021. So they're adding more maybe. people to the cast, so maybe it'll actually happen. They just keep adding people, putting them on the payroll, and maybe they'll have to make the film.
0: Yeah, you mean you, maybe. We'll see. Yeah. I don't know. I don't have high hopes for the movie. and
1: Which sucks, because I really want to be good. And I know you're a big fan of the Uncharted games.
0: I love the games. They're so good. And they are cinematic, in a way, but... I don't know. I just don't like a lot of what's attached to it. Right. But it's got Tom Holland. I don't like him as Nathan Drake, though. Like, even young Nathan Drake, I think it's just okay. Really? Yeah, it's all right. I mean, Hmm. there's a part in, like, Uncharted 3 and 4 where you play as young Nathan Drake, and I can see the resemblance, and I can see, like... Don't you play, like, a very young Nathan Drake, though? Like, isn't he a In Uncharted 4, He's... he's like a child, but in Uncharted 3, he's like a teenager, which Tom Holland can pull off. Okay. But I just feel like what I've seen with Tom Holland is not, like confident and suave enough to be Nathan Drake. Hmm. Well we Plus also see. Mark Wahlberg as Sully sounds terrible. What? It sounds so bad. It's like the worst casting I've ever heard in my life. Yeah I know. When I think of Sully, if yeah, I think of any fair. big actor playing like old Sully, it would be J. K. Simmons and I don't think Mark Wahlberg is young JK Simmons. No. No. Well we'll see how that turns out. Plus I like, I'm sure Antonio Banderas would probably be like a villain.
1: Probably. Because there's no other main get,
0: character he would play. There's like and.
1: no, like we don't know who he's playing. So again, yeah, the yeah. information we're getting is not a lot. And if this is supposed to be coming out next year.
0: But if I had to bet, I would bet he's the villain. Or one of the villains. A villain. Mm-hmm. A villainous person. A okay. person of villainous nature. I see. Antonio Banderas.
1: Got him. <laughs> All right. Do you want to move on into our box office breakdown for February 28th to March 1st weekend? Yeah, sure. Just name the show. I just yeah. box office. Anyway, let's just get it. <laughs> Why don't you start us off, Dylan?
0: All right. The Invisible Man made $28 million.
1: Right. And last week we were talking about it needs to get around that 30 mil mark, and it did. So this is the first horror movie of 2020 that didn't flat out suck critically and commercially.
0: That's also the first one that just didn't flat out suck commercially. I mean, find it. Yeah, commercially, critically, <laughs> critically. Didn't I just say that? Critically Like, I mean, like, just like not just critically or commercially. Like, critically in general this is the only one that critics have like said is you know good. I mean, we've got Brahms or Brahms the boy too, whatever that is. That's is true.
1: That's uh, way down
0: in the list now. Gretel, Don't, and Hansel. you're gonna have to replay that tape because I'm pretty sure I said
1: critically and commercially.
0: Yeah, but you were implying like one or the other, and I'm just saying like flat out, it's the only one. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's like... the one that critics like it, yes, and also people went to see it. But just in general, talking about critics, it's the only one that critics liked. Exactly. So there we go. But did you see it? No. All right. I feel like I should, though, because people liked it.
1: Yeah. I would It seems like people like it. I wouldn't be terrible, because that's not one of the horror films that would like keep me up at night. So I think I could probably watch it and be yeah. all right with it. And it's supposed to be good. It's got that social commentary aspect.
0: I want to see it just to support like the Universal Monsters dark universe or whatever mm-hmm. that they're trying to do, because the dark the, the Mummy sucked. <laughs> yes. And what was the other one that they did? They did one more. They made one more, and it was also terrible. And I can't remember what it was. Here, let me pull it up real quick. All right, you go and do that. I'm going to go ahead and talk about why the monster universe should exist with Universal. I mean, it all started with Carl Lemley, right? In From Universal, and Carl Lemley Jr., who wanted to, you know, bring in these monsters and bring in the horror bucks back in the 1930s and 40s. And so Universal made a lot of money from their monsters. And now I think it's time we give them homage, give them, like, a really good movie each. And The Mummy was bad. It was really, really bad. They want to do Bride of Frankenstein, I think, with... um, Wait, so are you... So so it's, like, dead. Like, that universe is gone. So um, the Invisible Man, while it is
1: Universal, which is the studio that would be doing this Dark Universe because they have all the
0: old horror things. Yeah. I think their original intention was they were going to do a straightforward, like, Invisible Man remake complete with Johnny Depp. And then that fell through, and then they made the Invisible Man with Elizabeth Moss and, like, a twist on it. Sort of. Like, different from the original story. I think that was the intention. I mean it's Leo Wannell is the writer and director, and Leo Annell did um he worked on the Saw series and uh he did Upgrade which came out last year or two years twenty eighteen, two years ago. And Upgrade was okay. And the Saw franchise I thought, is okay. I
1: heard a lot of people who saw Upgrade like really
0: liked it. Um it was this close to being great. This close.
1: Now for our audio listeners.
0: My fingers are very <laughs> very close together. Very close together fingers this close to being great. Okay. Because. Good to know. I just, it was all right. It looked really cool. The sci-fi was really cool. The story was okay. But like the end story, the plot twist, mm. it did not grab me enough. Now it didn't that grab me. had a good trailer though. It did have a good trailer. The action was really cool too. They had some cool shots in it too. Because there was like, because he's supposed to be like his body is controlled by a computer program. And it like, he like fights people so like it has like the camera locks onto his head Mm -hmm. and moves around as his body moves but his head stays in the exact same spot in the frame as it moves around which looks really cool it does yeah but the movie was okay this is apparently better than upgrade which i would believe yes
1: and it seems because of this he'll probably be getting a nice deal with universal and also blumhouse
0: i would hope so yeah yeah i would hope so yeah
1: so their partnership worked out And I couldn't find, I think, just the mummy. I think they just had that. It was just the mummy? I think they were planning more. But then the mummy happened, and they said, wow, we can't do that. Yeah, because the mummy sucked. Dead on arrival. But yeah. So the Invisible Man, not a part of that universe, but still successful. It only had a $7 million budget. And so it's already made... Very Even impressive. with advertising, it's already made back everything, and it's just profits from here on out.
0: That's a very low budget for like a Bloomhouse movie. I'm I know. I'm very impressed. Good for them. Yeah. Good for them. Very successful. Sonic the Hedgehog, 16000000 million. Mm-hmm. million. They're still there. They're still making money. Good for them. They are, in fact, still making money, and maybe Ryan they'll getting some Hill. of my money. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> my
1: namesake. You think you're going to go and see it this weekend? Um, or probably, eventually? Well, not this weekend, because I'll be busy. But spring break. Spring Break. We go see Sonic. <laughs> oh, boy. Okay. So call I don't want to go that crazy this right. spring break. I mean, come on, man. We're, Wild we're, and out. I still have morals. <laughs> call of the Wild, 13 million, which honestly, I mean, that was a stronger hold than I thought it yeah. would have. So good for you, Harrison Ford. Still not going to make back the money, but at least it's it's doing some good holds. Now, coming in fourth,
0: we have a surprise. I wouldn't say it's a surprise for Spencer. My Hero Academia, Heroes Rising. 5.7 million. Impressive.
1: That is very impressive. It was only in 1,000, like 170 theaters, which Mm -hmm. for comparison's sake, do little. Remember that terrible film? (laughs) That and The Gentleman, which you don't remember anymore. They currently have more, like 100 more theaters. So that is very impressive that they were able to
0: rock it into... The top five on their opening weekend. I'm impressed. I wonder if Spencer saw it. I gotta ask him. Because he loves My Hero Academia. Maybe he can go
1: see it 84 times. Like Endgame. And maybe, maybe make it the number one Funimation picture. Currently it's second. Behind what? um, Behind Dragon Ball Super. The Uh Brawly movie that came out recently. That got around like 30 million total. So this probably won't get there. But. Very impressive and a good, a nice surprise to see that in the top ten.
0: Very. All right. Neat.
1: Oh, I'm going? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Bad Boys for Life,
0: which we still haven't seen. Maybe at Spring Break we do a triple feature. Sonic. I'd be down for that. No. Bad Boys. No, no. I meant I thought you meant like uh. Bad Boys 1 Bad Boys 2. Then we go to the theater and watch Bad Boys for Life because neither uh, of us have seen the first two. They're on Netflix. I'm not watching Bad Boys for Life and Sonic in the same week. I mean, I would die. Of pure art. Of pure art, yes. yeah. Uh, well, yeah, we could do that. That'd be... Real cool. cinema.
1: <laughs> 4.3 million for Bad Boys for Life. They're still holding on. And so they're in that number five spot. Guess who's not in the top five anymore? of Play. <laughs> correct. Very correct. Good job, Dylan.
0: Thank you. Poor Birds of Prey. He's number six with 4.1 million. Just Guys, got, go see Birds of Prey. Come it on. just
1: got edged out. It's not, again, I mean, we were talking about it like it seems over-exaggerated, the box office issues that they were having, but I mean, at this point, like, Bad Boys for Life came out mid-January or something of that sort, yeah I it can't is believe still, still holding on, top five. That's, that's incredible. Guys, go see
0: Birds of Prey. Yeah,
1: go do it. It
0: deserves at least one viewing. Well, more than one, I would hope. It deserves all the viewings. Just for namesake, you know, I mean, it's better than the Suicide Squad, or Suicide Squad. That's I don't know true. if it's better than Hopefully the, suicide the Suicide Squad. the Suicide
1: Squad will be good. Didn't they just finish filming, I think?
0: Maybe. I know they had it to comes take out a break from filming so that James Gunn could say goodbye to his dog who was dying. Oh my, that's terrible. <laughs> they had to, I mean, they took a break for filming. That's so sad. What's terrible is they didn't take a break for filming on Justice League when Zack Snyder's daughter died. And instead, they just gave production to Joss Whedon. Yeah, that was rough. And then still that was have been released Snyder. the Snyder Cut. I think they should drop the Snyder Cut, because why not? Exactly. We talked about it a lot. Zack Snyder deserves it. He does. After all he's been through. I don't like Zack Snyder that much, but he deserves this. All right. And to segue
1: to something completely unrelated.
0: Impractical Jokers, the movie, <laughs> made $3.5 million. Did you know that I love Impractical Jokers? I don't know who doesn't love Impractical Jokers. It's so funny. It is amazing. It's I, amazing. Why didn't we go Who's see Who's your him? favorite? Probably Murr. Really? I <laughs> what? like Murr. Yeah, I don't think he's the funniest, but I think he's one of my favorites. I think Sal has always been like the favorite, but I think Joe is by far the funniest. I think Sal is the funniest, but I like Murr the most.
1: Sal's very charming, but I think Joe is just, anytime he's doing anything, it's amazing. I was watching, I caught, like, an episode where they sort of did it, because this one is supposed to be, they're, like, in Hollywood, doing those Hollywood challenges. Yeah. By the way, if you haven't seen Impractical Jokers, please watch it. It's amazing. They're
0: all on YouTube. Like, there's a bunch of different YouTube clips you can see. Yeah, sometimes just sometimes look I a, just sit in my bed and watch it. Look up a compilation
1: of just Impractical Jokers' funniest moments. So funny. You will die laughing. What's that one? Larry! <laughs> <laughs> what? Who's the dude he's looking for that they play in the, you know, intro? To the whole show? I don't know. You don't know? Remember? Like, it shows the cat. The, the cat that Sal's afraid of. And then it has Joe running around screaming some dude's name. I don't
0: watch the opening. I just watch the YouTube clips, which don't have the opening. Fake. Fan. The only time I ever actually watch Impractical Jokers, the show entirely, is if I'm in a hotel room. Because, like, when you turn on the TV, that's what always comes on first late at night. Practical Jokers. Well, do yourself a favor and watch. I watched that while we were in okay. North Carolina. <laughs> yeah. It was very good. We were
1: watching Friends with high-pitched voices.
0: You noticed that, too? Yeah. Oh, thank God. You were talking about it. I mean, I definitely agree. Because I was sitting in the room, and I was, like, in our room, and I was sitting there, and I was like, this is wrong. Something about this is wrong. Yeah, it was very off-putting. I think they just sped it up slightly. Like, just like Because I don't think it was, like, they they pitched up the voice. Like, they sped it up slightly so they could fit in slightly more commercial time and still make their cut. You think Nickelodeon was doing that? Yes, because not many, I mean, people watch Friends, that's why it's still syndicating, but maybe not as much as they used to, so they're fitting in more commercial time. More people will pay that to be fit in next to Friends even 20 years quite later. Quite the later.
1: allegation, quite the conspiracy theory you have there.
0: I'm coming after you, Nick and Knight. <laughs>
1: All right, but yeah, Practical Jokers, definitely see that. But you do need to listen to that opening so that I don't okay. sound like a crazy person. Larry! Yeah. It's amazing. That was one of the best. Well, you remember the challenge, at least, right? No. You didn't see that. That's like a classic challenge. Well, anyway, triple, quadruple feature, (laughs) bad boys, one, two, and and then for life, and
0: then we watch *Impractical Jokers* movie. (laughs) Okay. After *Impractical Jokers*, the movie is somehow 1917 with 2.7 million. How? How is it still there? How many weeks has it been? They're holding on. It's been like eight or
1: nine or something like crazy. that because it went wide like we saw it before like in december or something but yeah. it, it, it released wide sometime in january
0: so it's not as crazy but the fact it's that still we're still crazy. talking about it is insane i in thought March, we were done with 1917 i gotta buy a copy of it because i really liked it but i mean i thought we were done with it besides you know maybe watching it again mm-hmm. i can't believe we're still talking about it box office numbers i know it is very good and in 11th place, <laughs> Jumanji. They
1: finally dropped out of the top ten. Rip. After eleven weeks. So it was a good run with them, and they just barely got edged out. They had
0: two million. So how much do you think they made so far? Can you look it up? Jumanji? Yeah, look it, it up. Should for be seven hundred million. Wow. I mean, if that's not guaranteed a Jumanji three, then I don't know what is. Oh that is not
1: true. That's that's the first one of the remake. Okay.
0: What's this one called? Jumanji.
1: Call it. Wait. Call of the Wild. Hang on. What, what, no, Call of the Wild horror is is movie. Hang on. It is Jumanji. The Next Level.
0: Oh, The Next Level. There you go. I didn't even know it was called Jumanji The Next Level. I just thought it was just Jumanji. Yeah, 750 million worldwide.
1: That's really good. It is good. We we just pulled up also the other one for Jumanji, Welcome to the Jungle. That just made, shy like, of a billion. Yeah, just shy of it. They definitely should make another one. I mean, um, I don't hear they're that bad. I haven't seen either of them. Have you? <laughs> I don't think they're bad. I, I saw, I caught the first one on like Redbox. Really? Yeah. Was it good? It was all right. All right. It was okay.
0: I'm sure the second one was just all right too. It's, it's, def- it's right.
1: definitely one of those movies you just put on and you're like chilling. I feel like throwing that. popcorn into your mouth yeah. is that sort of thing.
0: Well, anyway, box
1: office predictions. Yeah, for Onward, the newest Pixar original.
0: Pixar. It's got predictions for about 55 million. I can dig it. I mean, it's Pixar, but it's not like Pixar Prime. I feel like it's not Pixar Prime agreed because it's also releasing the same year as Soul and just from the trailer and the fact that it's got Jamie Foxx and Tina Fey I feel like that's going to be Pixar prime. Mhm. This is more like subprime. prime like one has Cars, Tom Holland and Chris Pratt. Yeah. This is kind of like Cars. I don't want to say it's as bad as The Good Dinosaur. Just I don't I, well we don't know, but I from like a consumer standpoint this is
1: more in those boxes. Than You're like, comparing Soul with Inside Out whereas
0: this is more of The Good Dinosaur. I don't even know if I can compare it to the Good Dinosaur because the Good Dinosaur was 100 percent forgettable. I didn't even see it. I didn't see it either. <laughs> okay, that's the thing. Really? Is nobody went and saw it. Like I didn't even know it was a Pixar movie until I looked it up. Really? Yeah, that's crazy. It was definitely one of their more forgettable ones, and it didn't make a lot of money either. No, so. because they didn't promote it at all. It was like it was like. Let me see when it came out. It was between two of. It their was in 2015. Movies. It was the same year as Inside Out. Yeah, it came. Yeah, it was the same year as Inside Out. And it was right before finding Dory, which was going to be big, right? So I mean, yeah. So it's interesting here that these are two original ones, just like
1: in 2015 when it was Inside Out and Good Dinosaur. We haven't had a lot of promotion though mm -mm. for Soul. They're waiting for after Onward, right? But they're going to so close together because this one comes out in March, which no like Pixar movie has come out in March before, and then Soul is coming out in June.
0: No Pixar movies have been released that soon after one after another, but
1: so we'll have to see if
0: that strategy. I works guarantee out. you, when we go see Onward, because I'm going to see Onward this weekend at the very least, Ooh. one of the first trailers they're going to show before Onward is going to be Soul. They're going to piggyback off of Onward. most definitely. They're going to show they've like been promoting Onward a lot, so that Onward will get at the very least financial success somewhat, and then off of that financial success, they're going to piggyback Soul, which is going to get the critical success for the most part. That's just me basing it off of what I've heard so far from critics about Onward and mm-hmm. our friend Camden, who is a critic on Onward. Right. Those are your he highly it.
1: informed predictions.
0: It looks good. I just don't know if it's going to be like pure art, like Inside Out or Up or *Wally* or Ratatouille or Toy Story. Mm. It'll also Coco. be interesting to see if they both get nominated for
1: animated feature at the Oscars.
0: I don't know if it Onward will get nominated. I don't know what else is coming out as in terms of like animated features this year. But as we'll get into
1: later, Pixar movies, I mean, the Oscars just eat them up. They give them nominations all the time. Absolutely. Nominations at the least. Mm -hmm. And we also have this weekend, The Way Back, which is that Ben Affleck film about basketball. White Savior film. It's
0: just a White Savior film.
1: Kind of is that? I think wasn't it supposed to like channel like his, his like a, his like a, issues that he had like with alcoholism or something? So it's, it's yeah, but literally
0: that's, a film about like his way back. But it's absolutely a white savior film. Is that this retired white basketball player is going to come back and coach the black basketball team and then like save them from their own issues because he has his own issues? Is so that what it's going to be? We've seen it before all the time. It's a green Book and. We won't see it
1: this time because no one's going to see it. It's I'm what, not going to see it. going to get maybe eight, nine million open weekend. So, yeah, not, not everyone is going to deal with that. But, okay. Do you okay, want to so, get into our yeah. Pixar talk?
0: Pixar, woo! The Lamp.
1: <laughs> yes, The Lamp. Luxo Jr. or something. Wasn't that because like it that, was yeah. built out of one of the short films they did?
0: Yeah. Now let's talk about a little bit of uh, – Pixar history just so we can put some context on some mm-hmm. of these uh these you know, movies yeah these, these movies. milestones spit some facts so Pixar was started as a part of the Lucasfilm computer division in 1979 now Lucasfilm is George Lucas's production company and they That's were amazing yeah it, it How is how'd he do that it was like <laughs> he named it after himself whoa, whoa. what are the odds he's a very smart man DMJ entertainment <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> Still got that M in there. Yeah. But anyway, um, they started with Lucasfilm, and then in 1986, they separated with funding from Steve Jobs from Apple. That's and amazing. there was a lot of debate between George Lucas and Steve Jobs about Pixar, and I, eventually Steve Jobs won out. I just watched the
1: Sorkin-Fazbender Steve Jobs movie. Oh, was it good? It's, I mean, if you like Sorkin and his style, it's very much that. Like, it's just the entire movie is him backstage at each of his, like, major launches mm-hmm. of products. So just people coming in and out of the room saying very eloquent things at each other.
0: I've always wanted to see it. Isn't Seth Rogen Steve Wozniak? He is, and he's very good in it. Good. All the actors are time.
1: amazing in that. <laughs> yeah, he can pull off some drama roles. I 100% <laughs> believe
0: <it. laughs> <laughs> I <can't. laughs> sorry i just scooted down in my chair the mic was a little bit high and i didn't want to raise the crane up and down because we get the squeaking noise thing that was yeah, so weird and wow. so i just sc- scooted you submitted down. yourself to me because <laughs> i
1: possessed steve jobs for a moment so you had to back down that was i apologize to the,
0: <laughs> to the listeners <laughs> okay so steve jobs its amazing he keeps coming around Now, the suggested name, when they were coming up with the name, whenever it was, was first Picture Maker, because it's a computer company that makes pictures, Mm -hmm. that makes short films and hopefully feature films at the time. Right, and if you had to shorten those two words into one word, what would it be? Pixar. (laughs) (laughs) That's what they decided to name it, was Pixer, because it sounded very cool and edgy and very technological, like Pixel, Pixar. And then they had a legitimate meeting where they sat down and said, that's stupid. Let's call it Pixar. And then they did. And it was a great decision. A fantastic decision. Anyway, Disney produced Pixar features through, like, they did distribution and marketing and whatnot. And then they made 50-50. Pixar made 50 and Disney made 50, which Mm -hmm. was an unfair deal to Pixar. And there was a lot of... Haggling and hashing out details. Um, they had like a three-picture deal, and they didn't want to include Toy Story two in that three-picture deal. Like Disney didn't want to include it there because it was like a sequel. They wanted it to be direct to home. Pixar wanted to have a theatrical release. They had all kinds of back and forth, complaining and whatnot. And then eventually, as Disney or Pixar was working on Ratatouille, which was supposed to come out in two thousand seven. Yeah, I believe so. They were working on Ratatouille, and they made a deal that was like if. The negotiations fall through before Ratatouille, then Disney and Pixar are just done together. But if they can work it out before Ratatouille, then Disney will purchase Pixar. And they purchased Pixar, and then Ratatouille came out. And so now, here's what's interesting. Disney purchased Pixar through stocks. So, like, one Pixar stock turned into 2.3 Disney stocks. Which means that Steve Jobs became the single largest shareholder in the Disney company. How crazy is that? It's very insane. I didn't know Steve Jobs had – this was after he got fired by Apple. Well, this was after he returned to Apple as yeah. well. Well, he got fired from Apple, and then he bought Pixar with his own personal money, and then they did some stuff, and then he got hired. And then yes. now he owns like a huge chunk of Disney. Mm-hmm. Did. Yeah. That's, <laughs> That's just crazy. Piece. I didn't know Steve Jobs like had so much of Disney in the palm of his hand. Yeah, they didn't have that in the movie at all. <laughs> they didn't? No. Unfortunate. But that would have been a very interesting inclusion. That'd be an interesting that. like biopic is like Pixar, like how Pixar was started. Yeah. You could throw in Steve Jobs and George but, Lucas and Michael Eisner and Bob Iger. I know. It's a great story. Like The fact that all these threads come back, Lucasfilm, which Pixar was an
1: offshoot of, And then was in the hands of Steve Jobs, and now Lucasfilm is in the hands of
0: Disney, as is Pixar. I'm just waiting for Disney to buy Apple. Right? Yeah. Then it'll just... It's coming. Then they'll all be together again. (laughs) One one big big happy happy family.
1: family. That's gross. We gotta shut the show down.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I think I just scared myself. I'm gonna have a nightmare tonight. (laughs) Candyman, don't say it five times. You already said it twice. Oh, shoot. You can't say it three more times in the show. I mean, the There's desktop's cause no There's gonna, no mirror. You can look at yourself in the reflection of the, the computer screen. You're right, you're right. So three more times, go. Well, no, we can't do it.
1: <laughs> I'm too afraid. You know I can't do horror. But some to drop some names of some important people with Pixar, Ed Catmull, who was part of the original Lucasfilm computer team, um... He was named the president of Pixar and Walt Disney Animation Studios when Steve Jobs transferred that stock to Disney. Um, And John Lasseter, who was brought on sometime in 1984 after he got, he was fired from Disney Animation because he was like too forward thinking and was like,
0: computers is where we need to go. And they said, shut up, you're fired. They said, have you seen a pencil? I mean... <laughs> don't have to spend all this money on a computer where you can just draw it? Yeah.
1: He was sent. He then got picked up at Pixar. And then whenever, you know, Lucasfilm, or not Lucasfilm, but Pixar was in the hands of Disney again, he became the chief creative officer for Pixar. So all, like, a huge chunk of those films, he either had a hand in, like, the ideas for them, or he was directing some of them, like Toy Story.
0: Hmm. Now, both of them left in 2018, correct? That is true. Why is that?
1: Catmull retired. Good for him. And John Lasseter stepped down due to allegations of sexual misconduct. Mm. So So it all
0: comes back around. We all are not big fans of John Lasseter anymore, apparently. Doesn't he work at DreamWorks now? He works in another animation company somewhere. I know he does. That would be
1: such a dirty thing. They're like, finally, we can get him. Because he had to leave because of sexual misconduct.
0: I'm looking it up because I know he went somewhere. What
1: a gross thing to do. But yeah, that was all very recent. They left. 2018. And So if he is at DreamWorks or whatever, I wonder what films. What is DreamWorks even talking about?
0: Skydance Animation, that's where he is.
1: Skydance? Are that... Well, there's Blue Skies Animation, isn't that? Those are the ones that did Secret Life. No, that's Illumination.
0: No, Skydance... Who the heck Dance? is Skydance? I'm looking at... They did... What are these movies? <laughs> uh, Luck, Split, Powerless. Oh, those are all the ones they're working on. They did Luck, which is supposed was released in 2021. But they had people who worked on Kung Fu Panda 3, Shrek, Tangled.
1: So Skydance animation is a new thing? They don't have any actual catalog existing at this moment they have
0: some skydance is something i know it is it's skydance media is like the big conglomerate that owns skydance animation i think skydance animation is new it seems like it and they freaking skydance is responsible for feature films such as true grit the new one Mission Impossible, Ghost Protocol, Jack Reacher, G.I. Joe, Retaliation, Star Trek Into Darkness, World War Z, uh, Rogue Nation, Terminator Genesis, Star Trek Beyond, Jack Reacher, Never Go Back, Life, Baywatch, (laughs) Geostorm, Annihilation, Mission Impossible, Fallout, Gemini Man, Terminator Dark Fate, and the new Michael Bay film, Six Underground. I see. And now they have an animation
1: division. They have a television
0: division, too.
1: All right, we're getting in the Skydance rabbit hole. we got to climb ourselves out.
0: Yeah, but anyway, John Lasseter now works at Skydance Animation, which is apparently making things. I don't know what. They have a new movie called (laughs) Luck coming out next year, and then a couple of other movies that are in the works with people from – they, like, got people who worked on, like, Kung Fu Panda and Shrek, things like that. I see. So it'll be like that. Hmm. Anyway, according to John Lasseter – in an interview you in an interview he did before he left Pixar, he said that each of the movies are about self improvement, which I guess I can see, yeah, seems like he needed to take that message to heart, yes, he did, it also seems kind of like a blanketed statement, like aren't a lot of movies about self improvement Well, yeah, that is what character growth kind of is, yeah, it's just a very general statement about like positive character arcs. Mm-hmm. In terms of the tragedies of negative character arcs where they become not good people, right. like Breaking Bad. But anyway, again,
1: we a very interesting Bad. thought that Lasseter, this man who's not a great man, but did a lot of creative things, and a lot of them were very good, like Tin Toy, which was the first animated short that Pixar made that got an Oscar. Um, he directed that.
0: Yeah, and wrote it. Yeah,
1: and that one was very good, and that also like was the springboard for Toy Story. Yeah, it had the same animation sound. People were like, "Ooh, this is super cool."
0: It's from their in-house computer software. That's why all the Pixar movies look very similar, is because they use the same software every time and they just copy paste.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, it's what is copy-paste. your favorite? <laughs> what is your favorite Pixar short?
0: Knick knack. I don't know. It's probably Knick knack. I haven't seen a lot of them and um I know Knick knack, I know Jerry's game, I know Tin Toy. I
1: love Jerry's game. I know you That's do. That's always been my favorite
0: one. Jerry's game is probably the funniest, but Why'd you Nick-Nack say I know you just... do.
1: How do you how could you possibly know that?
0: Because I've seen Jerry's game and I know you and you would definitely be the person who just loves Jerry's game as like his favorite short.
1: Dude, even as a kid, whenever that came on, I think that was paired with That might have
0: been one of the funnel. That was first paired with I've A seen. Bug's Life. Oh, really? Yeah. Mm. Well, Knick Knack is just so classic for me. It's just that little snowman. He's trying to get out of the globe. It has that funny sort of like sad ending. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Yeah, they made a lot. It was such good storytelling.
1: They made a lot of great shorts. Um, There's also like Piper, that little bird one. Oh, so cute. That one was super cute. Bao. Bao, yeah.
0: Bao just won. Mm -hmm. Piper and Bao both won. Yeah, a
1: lot of them have ended up winning. They also have Luxo Jr., which if you've ever seen that famous little lamp at the beginning of Pixar movies, there's your man, Luxo Jr.
0: Yes. And that was their first nomination. Mm -hmm. When was that? Luxo Jr. It's like
1: 1986 or 87? Because they became their independent company in 86.
0: Yeah. But they got their first nomination for Luxo Jr., and that really put them on the map. Yeah. they got off to the races winning big. And...
1: Why don't we just, to recap here, we mentioned some of them, but let's go ahead and talk about every feature length Pixar movie that happened. Let's just list them, chronological order. Toy Story. Nominated for Best Original Screenplay. Incredible, right? Yes, it was fantastic, amazing. The animation feature, or like the Oscar for an animated feature wasn't created yet, but it
0: certainly would have won that. Absolutely. Had it. Had it been present. I love Toy Story, and I don't remember much about my childhood, just because it was, you know, not a time to remember. Okay. I thought we were about to go dark. No, when you were like, when you are like five and under, you don't remember much of that, right? I remember Toy Story. Unless you're Spencer, apparently. Yeah, he just remembers everything. He remembers, like, exiting the womb. Which I don't, I don't understand. He just remembers a bathe of light. He could recount his exact day when he was two years old. (laughs) Anyway. One of the strongest memories I have, memories I have, is being young, young, like two or three, and watching Toy Story, and that was probably the first movie I remember watching is Toy Story. Oh, that's so which cute. is incredible. That's amazing. What a good movie to be introduced to. It's so good. It really is incredible. Tom Hanks, Hanks is just hilarious.
1: He is. He's amazing. And we can we'll see if that pops up in your top five. Did you
0: know that? The animation was so difficult back then that you know how the beginning is Andy's party mm-hmm. and he has all his friends over? If you look, all of Andy's friends are just Andy with different <laughs> hairstyles and hats and skin tones. You know? It's the same like, character got design. Be, yeah, Andy didn't look too good None of it back in the day. Good. But but it, it like holds up because the story is so good. Fantastic. You can rewatch Incredible. it over and over again because the story is so good. All oh, those poor toys that Sid destroys. Mm-hmm. Oh, and Sid's dog. Vicious. I remember that
1: being a very creepy time as a kid. But it was excellent. Sitting down in kid town, every Friday we would watch movies. Oh my god, man. Every other week would be a Pixar movie. Yeah, When they're not aiming for the truck, I felt that. Dang. They go right for the car. Falling with style. Moving on, we had A Bug's Life. 1998 is when that came out, the second feature.
0: Also a good one. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't remember it much, though, now that I think about it, because I was like looking it up, and I was like, this is one of my favorite Pixar films is The Bugs Life, and i like thinking about it, and I remember all of these specific things coming up, and I'm like, oh, yeah, the circus bugs. Oh, yeah, the big bird they create to trick Hopper. Oh, yeah, the raindrops sequence. Mm-hmm. It's such a good movie, and I completely forgot. I agree. I haven't
1: seen it in a very long time. It's so good. As are a lot of the Pixar films. All right, let's keep moving. I mean, are we going to do our top five list? Oh, we will. Oh, we will, okay. You have
0: your top five? Oh, I do. Oh, good. I
1: totally do. We'll see if there's some overlap between them. I'm interested to see if that'll be the case. We'll see how alike our tastes are.
0: Toy Story 2. (laughs) (laughs) That was originally supposed to be a DVD release movie only. And they released it wide because Pixar said, how dare you? All of our movies get released wide, always. Because the story was also incredible it's so it good to be it's on still the big great screen. i mean when zerg says i am your father <laughs> i felt that <laughs> it's a very touching film i'm gonna play catch with my dad he's playing catch with zerg the second buzz you don't remember that <laughs> no i d- okay you're giving me the second. stare the blank stare yeah monsters inc which came out in 2001 that was their first movie that was nominated for best animated, right? It lost to Shrek. I know it did.
1: <laughs> Which I was thinking about and I was like, is that that's the dumbest thing, but I was like, no. I mean Shrek was a good movie, so. Um I don't know if it was better than Monsters Inc, but it certainly was. I also don't think that it was better than Monsters Inc, but I, I was like, Monsters I'm Zinc not mad lot. that, you know, Shrek. That was wanted. also
0: my childhood right there was Monsters Inc. I mean, the sequence where like they have the machine on Mike Wazowski was terrifying. Mm. Where it's just, like, sucking the life out of him. I was scared as a child watching that. Because I was like, what is it? What is it doing? Pixar really plays with your emotions, man. They scar you.
1: They scar you emotionally. It's insane. Next up was Finding Nemo in 2003. And that was the first Best Picture winner for the animated feature.
0: Talk about a beautiful movie. Do you know how hard it is to animate water? Let alone objects suspended in water? It's I don't, but I can difficult. imagine how difficult it is. So it's amazing that they did that. The fluid movement of like the particles is ridiculous and it's so beautiful. And the opening are three is and going it still through. holds up. It still holds up. The comedy is so good. It's such a funny movie. Mm-hmm. Ellen DeGeneres is hilarious. She is just keep swimming. Just keep swimming, man.
1: That also was nominated for Best Original Screenplay, as was the Incredibles in 2004, which also won Best Sound Editing,
0: which is crazy. That is crazy. I didn't know that. And it won Best Animated Feature. I love The Incredibles. It's just so suave. I love the the world building. It, this was like, they brought in Brad Bird from elsewhere because he had made the Iron Giant beforehand, which was, it was a mix of traditional 2D animation. Then the Iron Giant himself was a three-dimensional computer program. It was CGI, mm-hmm. like all Pixar movies. But they brought him on, and he made one of the best movies of all time, The Incredibles. The best Fantastic Four movie to date. To date. (laughs) It's just so iconic. There's so many lines that I know. Do you remember there was a kid in one of our classes back in middle school who could quote the entire movie? In middle school? Yes, I don't remember his name, but he quoted the entire movie. While we watched it. And it was terrible. <laughs> it was a terrible experience. I don't know if you were in that class. It was video production. But oh yeah. my god. It was so funny. He just quoted the entire thing while we watched it. We all got so mad at him. But it was very impressive. I mean good for him that he was incredible. He was on the ball with that. Samuel L. Jackson. Frozone. Iconic.
1: Yeah, that Perfect. entire scene. I mean you know the one we're talking about. That one was iconic. Everything Where's my super suit? Where is my super soup? And then also like Syndrome's quote. About the, if everyone's super, no no one one will be. be." I was like, dang! As a kid, I was like, shoot. What a good line. That is a very good line. So, amazing film. Yeah, no capes. No capes. Edna, oh my gosh. Oh, Edna. That's Brad Bird. Bird.
0: Which is insane. Incredible voicing.
1: My mom loves Edna. Anyway. (laughs) You can't. Hey, my mom
0: loves Edna. Validate that.
1: (laughs) You're validated. Does your mom not... Love The Incredibles?
0: Um, I think I know she loves all Pixar movies, but I think she likes Finding Nemo and A Bug's Life and Toy Story the most. Oh, yeah, a good three to have. She likes some of the newer ones, too, but she likes the, the classic ones because it's what me and my brother used to watch when we were children, so she's used to them. Yeah, we'll see in our top five if we're skewed towards our childhoods here. We'll see. Anyway, after The Incredibles was Cars.
1: Okay. Hot take. <laughs> I really liked Cars. Really? <laughs> I can understand now. I understand it's kind of unsettling. Great, but I really enjoyed it. And also, it had an amazing GameCube game where you could like actually oh. do the races and play as Lightning Queen. And also, who's that green man with the mustache? <laughs> the green car.
0: Um, God, I can't remember his name. But there's also the Dino Kajiga. one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think it's Tony Shalhoub. Hang on,
1: we're gonna look that up, check that up. But that game was incredible. I, the GameCube game, yes. So that also definitely complemented the film and developed my liking for it. Because for a reason, like the racing in that Chick game was Hicks. amazing. Chick
0: Hicks. First off, Tony Shaloub is Luigi, who's another character. <laughs> Can you guess who plays Chick Hicks? Uh, is it some man that has a mustache? It's Michael Keaton. What?
1: <laughs> what? That's it. Cars is incredible.
0: It's Michael Keaton. I never. I always forget. It's Michael Keaton. He's the one who says "Kachiga."
1: That's fantastic.
0: Batman says "Kachiga." Wow. Wow. Owen oh, Wilson. Yeah, I that's mean. probably that's. I didn't the like that I'd that, that not much. But well, Larry the Cable Guy is Mater. That's great casting. Yeah, Mater is very that iconic. That is great casting.
1: And there's like a whole slew of shorts that focus like just on Mater.
0: The whole second movie was about Mater. Yeah. Cars 2. And we'll we
1: get will, yeah, we'll get to that.
0: Ratatouille. Ratatouille, Ratatouille, Ratatouille. 2007. Incredible. It, was, it won the Best Animated Feature and was nominated for Best Screenplay. Incredible. All about food. Patton Oswald. Incredible. He's a rat. Mm-hmm. And we're about to, and you know, you know my <laughs> aversion
1: to rats. I but do. This do is that. the one film that I can stand that is rat
0: related. They made up here for the black pet plague, so they, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. this is where we started liking rats again. Was Ratatouille? <laughs> exactly. It was just so good. It's just such a good movie. So wholesome. Amazing. So the the, the the details they go into about food. I mean, I wish we had Ben here to talk about. it. He loves talking about food. He does. But I mean, that's actually wow. the
1: film that got Ben into loving food. Ratatouille. I don't know if that's true, but it really could be. It's (laughs) around that time in his life where it could have happened. Maybe. I don't know. I just know he likes Chef a lot. That is true. But this was animated Chef before Chef. True. We also have, so Pixar hit a hot streak here. They had WALL-E 2008 right after that back-to-back animated Best Oscar Features and got nominated for Best Screenplay.
0: WALL-E is also so good. It's all about telling a story with minimal dialogue i know i've read the
1: script for that and that is if you want to know how to do visual storytelling and Uh like implement that into the script go to wally
0: we'll have to talk about that with elise yeah that'd be a great show
1: because that was truly like that was an inspiration for me i'm taking a short script class right now where we're not allowed to do dialogue and so having to get into that mindset of how can i convey these story elements how can I construct a narrative that is purely based in visuals and then write that down? Wally does it impeccably impeccably its entire opening is like without
0: dialogue and it's just visual Except story singing song. well yes, but but that doesn't count it was pre-recorded mm mm-hmm. after Wally another part of their hot streak up two thousand nine best animated feature one best score one best screenplay nominated. <laughs> <laughs> but wouldn't have been if they sweeped it all up is really incredible. Fun. I think it's really good. It's not squirrel. as good as I remember it, though.
1: I agree with that. But that has also it's amazing how many Pixar things like lines that have just gotten embedded into my psyche, bro. The thing anytime I see a dog like, f- like just snap their head anywhere, I think of, I think of that. And I yeah. think of and I always say squirrel.
0: Yeah, I think that's one That's one of my mother's favorite lines in a Pixar movie is squirrel. She thought it was so funny. I agree. It is hilarious. I feel like the first 15 minutes of up is probably the best opening to a movie of all time. At least one of also very visual, incredibly visual, no dialogue. And it's like sometimes I feel like people blow up, up, <laughs> they blow up, up. I like Out of proportions because of how great the first 15 minutes of are, and some people like use that as an argument to say Up is terrible. I think Up is somewhere in the middle.
1: There's no way. Like, I mean, Up is not terrible. It's not terrible at all. There, there are people that like
0: make that argument where like you're only thinking about the first 15 minutes, and I'm like, I can see that point of view in saying that it's not like the best Pixar movies, that you're just thinking of the first 15 minutes as the best part of Pixar ever, and like you can make that argument. It's right. incredible, but the rest of the movie is still really good. Right, it just doesn't hold up to the first fifteen minutes, yes, like, first... except for the end. I think the end is really like sweet, oh. where it just like fades out and it cuts to like the house, and it's where it's supposed to be on the mountain. Mm-hmm. And so Ellie finally made it, and it's like it's like the drawing they drew and had hung up. It's like in the perfect spot, and then it just fades out. It was
1: end. a very sweet movie. I haven't seen it in a long time. Emotional, actually. very emotional. But yeah, those first fifteen minutes, incredible, a master class again in how to open up your movie. Megan movie. And next we have Toy Story 3, another one of the hot streak. They're on a fire. They can't be stopped. 2010, they come with the third film in a trilogy, which is historically the one that's not the best, but they pulled it off here. They won Best Song. They got nominated for Best Adapted Screenplay because it's a sequel. And they won the Best Animated Feature. And it grossed over a billion dollars. The first Pixar film to do so.
0: It was also nominated for Best Picture. Like, just flat-out Best Picture. You're right. Which is crazy. It's it's amazing. It is amazing. I don't think it's as good as Toy Story (laughs) 1. I'll take you down. No, I think... I mean, I can
1: maybe agree with that, but I think because of the investment that I had, seeing the ending... The
0: ending of you Toy know Story know 3 is the fantastic. end of Toy Story 3 still makes me cry. You know that. <laughs> you I know. know I cry just thinking about it. You gotta stop, right Up,
1: they, they had a perfect opening. Toy Story 3, they had a perfect ending. Un, like, you can't question that. It's So amazing. long partner. Are you about to cry I'm right now? I'm <laughs> gonna cry, man.
0: I love Woody and Buzz <laughs> and Andy. And they just had to tear him apart. Yeah, It okay, was very... Brief. I'm also congested. There's a lot of pollen in the air right now. Oh, okay. It's a good thing we're indoors. Use that that as an
1: excuse. It's okay to
0: cry. It's just um, the pollen, man, I swear. Real men cry. Real men do cry at Toy Story 3. Exactly. As they should. I cried How could you not? I cried during Toy Story 4 last year when we went and saw it at the end. Hmm. It's the only time you should cry is at the end of Toy Story 4. We'll get to that in in a moment.
1: But, yeah, Toy Story 3, fantastic and amazing. And also... I mean, you can, if you care about the Rotten Tomato scores, but Toy Story 1 and 2 both have 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. Incredible. Toy Story 3 should have 100% on Rotten Tomatoes, eh. but it doesn't. But a lot of these
0: Pixar films have, like, 97 and 98, which is amazing. Incredible. Like, they've had a very consistent streak. I mean, think about it. They made Ratatouille in 2007, and then they made WALL-E in 2008, and then they made Up in 2009, and Toy Story 3 in 2010, and then following that, they made Cars 2. <laughs> Which won everything at the Oscars? No, it won nothing. It didn't wasn't get nominated. nominated for anything.
1: Twenty eleven was a dull year for. It Pixar. was terrible. That had a rotten tomato score of like thirty
0: nine percent, which is crazy because I didn't think it was that bad. So. I did not think it was that bad. I enjoyed watching Mater get his own movie about secret agents. I thought it was very even. Strange. I, I mean, we were eleven when we
1: watched this, and I loved Cars as I told you, and I was, I was not enjoying anything. Yeah, because he took the whole like spy angle, and it's like yeah. uh, cool, cool, but. I was disappointed, was but I thought I can't funny. remember anything. I remember the one Italian, like, F1, the Formula car. Yeah. And that's the only thing I remember.
0: I remember Mater being at, like, the party, and then he, like, eats wasabi, and then he freaks out and has to, like, drink from the water fountain. And, like, he draws such attention to himself. Yeah, it's just so weird because he's, like, dangling over the water fountain. It's a car with his tongue out laughing at the water. And you're thinking, that's kind of weird, isn't it? Pixar, what are you doing over there? It's kind of gross. Remember nothing of that. Worst Pixar film? One of. Uh-oh. We'll see. Probably well, the
1: worst, you, big, it's well, probably the worst Pixar film. We haven't seen the good film. dinosaurs. I haven't so seen a sell. lot of them,
0: or a couple of them. So, the, the ones I've seen, probably Cars 2.
2: Mm.
1: Oh, well. I agree with that. Very disappointing. Brave came out. They had, you know, they dipped down a little bit, but then they brought it back. They got an animated feature Oscar win with Brave 2012 what's up
0: if you could change your fate
1: (laughs) would you iconic i i turned to be
0: mother into a bad (laughs) (laughs) bear uh did you like brave i mean you love quoting Uh, it clearly but i I... love quoting it because i was in a group of guys that like we were like hiking somewhere and that's all we talked about (laughs) we just quoted brave because it was the funniest lines in just pure like scottish like strong scottish Mm -hmm. accent and we thought it was funny it's okay. It's the first time Pixar has made like a Disney like princess film because mm-hmm. Disney probably told them to. But also they wanted to honor Scottish Scottish ancestry, which they did. Commendably, yeah. I, that's definitely on the lower end of movies
1: for me. I didn't yeah, – like, I, didn't, I, I was never – in the theater, I wasn't like, oh, this is bad, this is an airing. I mean it engaged me, interested me, but I just – it doesn't match the levels of some of these other films
0: for me. I thought it was very funny. Like the three brothers when they're bears, hysterical. So funny. When they jump into the maid's bosom. (laughs) That was pretty good. For the key. That's so funny. They were pretty good. Next, we have Monsters University in 2013. It's not the greatest movie, but it has some of the funniest moments in any Pixar film ever made.
1: I remember very little except for the one scene where they're like running through the hallway and they're throwing stuff at them, and that's only because Beckler showed it to tell us
0: about sound design. I recall two of the funniest things I've ever seen in a theater <laughs> from this movie. And one of them is when they're running from the cops after they like, break out of the university or whatever, and the little like the guy who has just like <laughs> he's just pure legs that. and he's played by Charlie Day and he goes, I can't go back to jail. <laughs> This is so funny. And Pure the other legs. part is when the little squishy guy, like their, their mom drops them off. And she's like, I'm just going to be here, listen to my tunes. And she just blasts metal music. <laughs> and it's so funny. This was back when like that kind of humor was funny to me. This was your just the unexpected. 13 years old humor. <laughs> yes. It was so funny in the
1: moment. We're getting a lot of glimpses into our past this episode. Very much. It's beautiful. And see how we've
0: changed to be better people. Wow. Or worse people. I mean, I don't know. Take your pick. I'm one of them. But I think. No, I think. I, I agree with that.
1: That was funny. You made me laugh so repeating funny. it to me.
0: I thought it was so funny. The your theater. line about pure legs was actually the funniest he, part. He, he, <laughs> he's, he's just, just two legs <laughs> with like a, a face in the middle of the legs. And he's just running and he's like fluffy. That's the only thing I remember about the character. Mm. It was not iconic in any way. It was strange. It was
1: their first prequel. And it was only their prequel, first. So. Yeah,
0: but it was, yeah. It was all right. Eh. Eh.
1: Yeah, it was okay. But, so they took a year off. Then 2015, what did they come back with?
0: Inside Out.
1: <laughs> it's so good. Is very good. It's so good. One for best animated feature.
0: Yes. Rightfully so. Animation, incredible. Story, incredible. Voice acting, incredible. Hotel, what
1: trivago <laughs> come on i set you up man you could have that i do you not get that no oh god and you you need to watch impractical joker's opening i was i and was you doing need the to th- look at the freaking hotel
0: i was doing the thing where it's like his hair whack his sense of humor whack and you know how every single one of those ends
1: hotel trivago no. Oh, my Lord. We're going to have to school you after this. I'm school you. You did have better humor in 2013. <laughs> <laughs> Inside out, incredible. There you go. So, 100% good. agree. It was amazing. Very emotionally resonant to have. <laughs> and they said, what else can we give emotions to? Give it to emotions themselves, which I thought was hilarious. But, yeah, amazing. It's about accepting that sadness is an important part of life.
0: And anger you. and fear. You just have to embrace your emotions. It's not about suppressing any. It. It's not about being happy all the time. It's about feeling your feelings. Wow. Speaks to me. <laughs> anyway, that year they also came out with The Good Dinosaur, which have you seen it? <laughs> and then from that note into The Good Dinosaur. No. I haven't seen it either, so I guess we I just can't talk about it. I distinctly
1: remember the trailer when the like meteor passed the earth. I thought that was pretty clever.
0: I did like that. But but man, was like, I
1: didn't see anything else.
0: That's crazy. What and a it great had a, concept
1: for a movie. It had a pretty good premise, yeah. but And i never heard of it. I suppose it just wasn't because Inside Out had an amazing premise. Oh, my God. And also great execution. It had a powerful message that sticks good with Good marketing, you. too. I doubt the good dinosaur, I think, reasons why it might be forgettable is what was the core message that it did. And I can't imagine what that would be. So. Oh, well.
0: 2016, Finding Dory. Mm-hmm. Did you like Finding Dory? I thought it was good dude the octopus <laughs> Hank is his name I think it's Hank that he was hilarious and that, that killed me so I thought I, I can't like really remember a lot yeah the, the whales. whales were <laughs> hilarious so I a thought, lot of the new character that's what was good about the sequel is that like we had our old characters but the new characters were still very fresh and still very funny so mm-hmm. I liked that.
1: I agree so I I don't remember the plot at, I mean she was trying to find her parents or something I don't remember anything like that, but I do remember enjoying it and having a good time.
0: I like her trying to talk to Sigourney Weaver, who is the the voice of the tour on the show. That was so funny. She's like, Sigourney? Sigourney, where are you? That's hilarious. That's so funny.
1: Moving on, we had Cars 3. So it came back around, and this one was actually a good movie. You saw it? Yeah. Okay, you talked about it. I didn't see Cars 3. This one, again, it had a powerful theme that it could speak to because Lightning McQueen is getting old. All these newer, better cars are coming up, and so he's having to face the fact that he'll need to enter retirement. That he's no longer the young gun that he used to be, and so the way that they handled that, I thought was very cool. And they added, it was the yellow car. I don't, I forget the name, but that new character that they introduced, I thought was very incredible and a nice way to tie in. Wasn't that the was, antagonist? The
0: new no. hot car that was racing, or was that someone else?
1: No, it was like the yellow. It was just like a regular car. Who I took on like a mentor type role oh, I don't for know. I Lightning McQueen. It wasn't. No,
0: it wasn't one of those like hot rod machines. I just know the, the like the new the big deal guy who's the antagonist is Army Hammer. Mm-hmm. And I like Army Hammer. Yeah, that oh, is okay. the
1: one the car I was talking about. I forget what the name was, but I think Amy. It starts with an A. Let me look this up, but. I think it is Amy. I do remember that. She was a great part, I thought, of the film. Wait, you remember it, but you didn't see it?
0: I remember the name Amy.
1: Why didn't you see it? I don't know. (laughs) You don't know?
0: I don't know. Was it not Cruz? Cruz? Cruz Ramirez. (laughs) (laughs) That's a character.
1: That can't possibly be it. Hold on. Just look up. Cars 3, yellow.
0: I mean, there's Sally, of course. Is it Natalie? Louise. (laughs) I think it's Cruz. I'm looking at it right now. <laughs> Pino- Number two. Cruz Ramirez. Yeah. Yeah. Cruz Ramirez. Uh, yeah. All right. She was like a mentor. Not at all. I don't know who Amy is, but <laughs> but yeah, Cruz Ramirez. How do we both know Amy? I think we were thinking of
1: Sally um, too. Also, was, they like, also, they killed, spoiler, they killed off, I forget, the police car. Oh, Doc name. Hudson? Yeah, Doc Hudson.
0: Didn't and, they do that in two? Like, course well, yeah, two? but
1: they like actually dealt with it. Well, I think he was just absent, but they oh. genuinely dealt with his Passing and this one so again, another dimension to the McQueen's coming
0: to terms with mm-hmm. death and aging and all that, so I thought it was pretty good, yeah, anyway, after cars three in twenty seventeen well still in twenty seventeen Coco, yeah, Coco's great i've seen Coco on
1: two separate occasions, and both of them were when it was playing in an elementary school that I was volunteering at, and it was a pirated copy. <gasps> So have you just not had actually, stuff like, like seen the it. movie? So, no, I, I didn't see it in theaters, and then that was the only time that I saw it. You have so access I don't to my Disney Plus account. Much Watch of it. it. I do. Hey, spoiler. I do. so
0: good. Spoilers.
1: <laughs> spoilers for all those who want to hop on the free Disney Plus train. Well, I'm not going
0: to give them my password. Well, but now they know. Stay tuned. <laughs> Follow us play. on Instagram, and we'll give you our Disney Plus password. <laughs> good way to sell that. Yeah. Put in the plugs. Yeah. But... Please it, follow us on Instagram and Twitter. The glimpses
1: of it that I remember, I thought was very good. And it's I, so good. Another one of those
0: emotionally resonant, resonant things, it won best song. It's a really good song. For Remember Me. I wanted to There was something else that people were like, well, that song is going to win. And I was like, no, it should be Coco. I can't remember what it was. I'm going to look it up. You talk about the next movie. Okay. The next movie.
1: So, yeah. So, I, again, I can't really speak to Coco a lot. I really do want to see that. I wonder if it was, if it happened in my childhood, if that would be one of the top ones cuz that went back to classic pixar and another sequel incredible's 2 came out in 2018 nominated for best animated picture which was also i thought very incredible
0: did you like the incredible's 2
1: i just said i thought it was very incredible i saw I it, it was okay i went <laughs> I saw it by myself because no one else – well, I don't know. Some you saw it on I your own? It. Yeah. Oh, my God. But I was like, I like The Incredibles. I want to go see this movie because I told myself. I was like, I got to go see this movie. I got to go see it. And something was happening, I don't know, where the only time I was available was times when everyone else was not – go ahead.
0: I remember it was This Is Me from The Greatest Showman, and I was like, that can't Let's win see. over Coco. No, I don't know who would have thought that should have won. A lot of people did. They were like – the Greatest Showman is the best movie of all time. I mean, it's incredible. Listen that wasn't the even it. the
1: best song in The Greatest Showman. What do you think is the best song? Never Enough. It's pretty good. I really like Never Enough, but I also I know all I the think words. the
0: opening of Never Enough. Yeah, because it was on our playlist when we went to the Grand Canyon, and at the time, Ryan <laughs> yeah. only had like 30 songs on his playlist. And it's a 20, like a 30 hour drive there and a 30 hour drive back. And we only listened to his playlist. So That's it was the same 30 songs. Terrible. I don't he know had all the it. lyrics He had it songs. on his playlist? Yeah. That's amazing. Ryan loves that song. Our friend Ryan Goff. Ryan, if you're listening, we love you. He's not. He I, might be if I tell him that we mention him.
1: Remember when, well, you wouldn't, but in our class, at least in Lehman, when we oh watched The Greatest Showman the day before our AP exam, instead it's of stunning. studying, it's so stupid. The amount of times I've seen Greatest Show that is exam absurd, and it's because of stupid things like that of people of us being shown it in class instead of doing work. Yeah, but I regret nothing. <laughs> so, Incredibles two. I did not like the villain. I did
0: not like the villain.
1: Yeah, it was one of those things, and there was I don't know some video about it because it also like Frozen and Incredibles two where they do the twist villains, and I think Coco also did that, and it did. Yeah, and they were like this is not as compelling as it originally was because now you're always thinking in the back of your mind, okay, so this new character that we're meeting, they're going to be a villain.
0: Yeah. and I It was think compelling in the first Incredibles. Her name you're like, was oh, Evil. Look, buddy.
1: Evil. What was it? It was something
0: uh, like that. It was something stupid.
1: But her name, Evelyn, something, I don't know. But her name was literally Evil. And so you could see that coming. And again, it didn't shock me, and I wasn't very invested because I, I, I didn't expect it. I was really, remember... Ben Odenkirk. It? <laughs> Evelyn
0: Deaver. <laughs> Evelyn Deaver. Yeah, Bob Odenkirk is the person you think is going to be the villain. You're like, oh, it's going to be this guy, Bob Odenkirk, because mm-hmm. he's, you know, the guy we're thinking of. But it's not. It's his sister. Mm-hmm. Spoiler. Uh,
1: yeah. And I thought I kind of liked what they were doing with having those other superheroes included. But I do remember the ending where they're like having the cruise ship going to the mm the skyline or the city whatever yeah. it was i wasn't too involved with that like i was i was not about it
0: yeah i feel that i don't know cuz the incredible's
1: well maybe that might again just be biased to our childhood but i thought the climax of the incredible's was fantastic through and through
0: oh because it's like that whole thing with the the omni droid and you're like oh they beat it finally and then it's like oh no he has Jack Jack.
1: I know, which was incredible. There's your twist. Like, that was something you didn't see coming,
0: but it was very real. And then. I like, just think Syndrome think? was such a good villain because he was, he like, was. both obnoxious but threatening and, like, funny but scary. And then this new villain is just, like, political commentary on screens. Mm-hmm. And, and the I'm screen like. Slave this thing. is supposed to be the 60s, dude. The epilepsy. I just. Yeah.
1: I don't so know. So I. Honestly, I think it was very good, and I liked it a lot, like
0: the stuff with Bob being like the house I Husband. liked that part that that's was the part so I funny. liked because it's that honest humanity that the original Incredibles had about like a superhero family, and I liked that part, but then they like forgot about it halfway through, and I was like, no, go back, go back to the funny part where Bob is the housewife, go back right, so it doesn't
1: match up, I don't think to the first Incredibles, but I think it was a good successor.
0: I'm glad that Bob learned a lesson. Do you think, he I grows. forget
1: the very ending though, will they have an Incredibles 3
0: in no, your opinion? I don't think so. I think they're done. I don't think Brad Bird wants to do it. I don't think anyone wants him to do it. I think we're done. We're good with the Incredibles 2 we got. It was yeah. alright. And it deserved to lose because it lost to... I don't know. Spider-Man! Into the oh, Spider-Verse! You're right. you're right. It deserved to lose entirely. Because in every other
1: any other year, it would have won. It really was, yeah. But into the Spider Verse, and which I remember like fantastic.
0: like watching Incredibles two in the summer, and I was like, "Well, there's your animated feature winner." Maybe into the Spider Verse, people say it's pretty good, but I mean, at that point, superhero movies had never been like animated superhero movies had never been like mainstream, right? And, and when then I, I went to the theater and I watched, and I said, "Oh my god, incredible!"
1: The scene where he's like getting dragged, like they go to the graveyard, and then he's sitting there, and then they get stuck together. And then they're uh. going through the city. That was hilarious. I was laughing that entire sequence. But when I first saw Such the trailer cool. for Into the Spider-Verse, I was like, this is stupid.
0: I was like, this is some like, direct-to-video type yeah. stuff. I was like, this is just going to be like all those Batman animated movies they make." made. Exactly. can't be that good. So that's what I was thinking. And as we got closer and closer, people were like, this is an
1: amazing film. And I was Blew like, oh, Blew my snap. mind. Blew my mind. But- we're not talking about them. Sony should continue to make good animated films.
0: They're making Spider-Verse 2 soon. That
1: is true. 2022. Ooh.
0: Up top. Hey! That was a very soft Well, you didn't want to... Hurt the mic, I understand.
1: But... but we've had a lot of clapping in the previous weeks yeah. anyway,
0: so... You better high five me after the show, though. Because I... I feel disappointed in that high five.
1: I will. Good. I definitely will. But moving on, back to the Pixar. We have Toy Story 4 just came out. The film no one wanted. But somehow... Still was fantastic.
0: Yeah, I feel that. I remember hearing about it, and I was like, "I don't know why they're making a Toy Story four, but I like it. It had such a
1: perfect ending." But I still think that this is a suitable continuation of the
0: story. That I think they think it's had a good epilogue. Off. Agreed. Yeah. That's a nice way to put it. It was a very good epilogue. Because Toy Story 1 through 3 is like the Andy arc. It's about how it's their job as toys. And I like how now that Andy's not there, it's no longer Woody's job to be a toy for kids. It's his job to be like a toy for the toys, you know, like to help the toys that are unforgotten. Mm -hmm. Or forgotten. Yes. Unforgotten. (laughs) But I like that premise. Like It was strong. It was good. And I like the movie. Yeah, and you cried. At the, They separated <laughs> Woody and Buzz. You can't do I that. I mean, even in Toy Story 3, they wouldn't do that. They were like, we might test, test those waters. We might throw like one of them into the pit of fire and just kill them. But that'd be too much. That'd be too much. Let's just take Andy away. And here they're like, you know, let's just split them apart. Let's give them this very funny, very straightforward plot in the end. Just yank out your guts and just make yeah. you cry like a baby. I'll be honest. In 2019, where we had...
1: Endgame, we had the end of Game of Thrones, all these things that, you know, I invested so much time and energy into. Uh The film, the media that got me closest to crying, that had tears well up, was Toy Story 4. And it wasn't at the end. It was at the very beginning, like that opening. Really? When, um, when he's Peep is about to leave. Oh, yeah. And Woody was like, gonna go with her. But then he said No. Because immediately there I was like, okay, so the ending of this film is he's going to go with her. And he's going to separate Buzz. And he's he's got to do it because that will be what makes him happy. And he's got to follow his heart and be happy. But they'll be leaving each other and going on separate paths. Which is a very resonant thing for us in college as we're soon going to be going separate ways. Goodbye, Ryan. <laughs> this is it. This show. So I was like, shoot. I can't deal with that. Like that theme was going to hit very close to home and I knew that that's how it was gonna end and so the me thinking of the ending I was like I was about ready Mm. to have some tears fall
0: I feel that I was a little distracted though because of how amazing the animation was in that opening scene did you see the water it was fantastic it looked like real water the water with the leaves the cat's great but I mean the water in the opening scene with the leaves the muddy leaves going through and he's like sliding on the water oh my god the amount of work that must have gone into that. The amount of technical processing that goes into making water look like that. Visceral. Incredible. Just amazing work. Yeah,
1: you can definitely see the evolution of animation, computer animation, from the first Toy Story to Toy so Story 4. Good. And they still were able to keep intact an amazing story, an amazing narrative that kept you hooked, but also kept you seeing something amazing and beautiful
0: absolutely now that was the last pixar movie we've seen so far this weekend we're getting onward which is featuring chris pratt and tom holland as brothers who look to they reconnect with their deceased yeah they bring back their dad for a day but it goes wrong and they only get his pants his (laughs) His bottom. bottom half yeah and they're trying to figure out how to get the rest of them and so i figure it'll be emotional somewhat and it looks pretty funny i like tom holland i like chris pratt It'll be good. I like Julie Louis Dreyfus. Mm-hmm. It's the first time that a Pixar film has an LGBTQIA uh, character. Plus. Yeah. Plus. Which like is incredible. super awesome. They have the uh, we'll police have officer played by Lena Waithe, and the police officer is lesbian. So that's cool. And they have a lot of, quote-unquote, pro-family movements that are very upset. And I, <laughs> Which said, I don't understand. I don't care. Like, what the... It's literally... I know. It doesn't...
1: That is representing real life
0: yeah that's there are plenty of families so you're gonna run into that in real couple. life anyway so yeah. why would
1: you not also see that in your entertainment
0: i don't know crazy people i guess but yeah that's another milestone that is very exciting yeah. i'm very excited i'm gonna go see this weekend. a little good we'll talk about it next time um and soul exactly which the, the animation looks, looks incredible I was very into the trailer trailer when it started off,
1: and then when he fell in the sewer thing, it lost me a little bit. Really, I really liked the beginning, and then when he did that, I sort of lost it. Um, And also the little, like Tina Fey character, like the little blob. Yeah, it gave me sort of those Inside Out vibes of that animation style. But then I was like, are we going to be retreading the same grounds? No, it's. I mean, I have faith in Pixar that they're going to be able to do something original and very inventive,
0: but. At the moment, I am doubtful. It's all about finding your soul and reconnecting to who you are as a person, which really fits with like New York jazz. <laughs> so I feel it. So, like, ben will love this film. It's all about soul music, yeah. I mean, I'm going to love this film. I think everybody will love this film. Mm-hmm. I have very high hopes. And if I get let down, I don't know if I'll ever recover. Tragic. Never watch well, another Pixar film again.
1: No, you definitely will because they have four original films Coming up, like we don't know anything about them, but they're already working on four original films to be coming out in these next few years.
0: Well, the time it takes to do such good animation like they always do, they gotta do a lot of pre-production, and then production itself takes Mm -hmm. forever. So yeah, I'm not surprised.
1: Right. But we have a lot of things to be excited for as Pixar is concerned, but let's do a little looking back now that we've gone over all the films and give our definitive top five.
0: What's your five through two, Ryan?
1: All right. My number five. I was thinking a lot about this. Uh-huh. And honestly, I got to go with Finding Nima. Really? I don't blame you. That's a good one. I agree. It's a very funny film. And also, P. Sherman, 42 Wallaby Way. Sydney. Yeah, exactly. Um, Iconic. It's iconic. It's amazing. Just Keep Swimming, all that. Fish are friends, <laughs> not food. Yeah, That was incredible the entire like if you can imagine like the exact like how the story plays out in your mind which i can with finding nemo and these other films in my top five that's how you know it really stuck with you and that's also again probably because it was our childhood and we watched it so often but finding nemo is an incredible film Mm -hmm. also a great opening yeah that was the first they were really they honed in their ability to gut punch you yeah so that, that is my butt. <laughs> iconic. So that was the number five. Number four, I, w- I was going back and forth, and I was going to put Monster Zinc, but it's fallen out of my top five because oh, I no. was really thinking about it. And I love Monster Zinc; It's amazing. I don't blame you. Boo is incredible. Mike Sully, Wazowski. Billy Crystal. Mike Wazowski. All of that is amazing. Shout out to Randall for Lily. um Steve Buscemi. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But number four, I got to put Inside Out because that was. It's very we good. We watched that. And again, the message, the way everything was executed, the premise, like Riley. And when you go inside the parent's brain, like that stuff oh, was some so of the funniest funny. things to see. So I really enjoy that film. And I honestly, I want to watch it again. Is it on oh, Disney so Plus? Good. It is. And Fantastic.
0: I own it. And Lillian still hasn't seen it. Bong, bong. Cause she doesn't want to watch it alone because she knows she'll cry. It's tragic. Bing bong.
1: Did you say bong bong? I did. It's bing bong. Him too. <laughs> Either one. What's your three? My number three is Wally. Ooh. Elaborate. I, uh, as we stated before, it's a masterclass in visual mm-hmm. storytelling. And it's so beautiful. Like it's a dystopian, but it's sci-fi, but it's a romance. It's all these things just meshed together in one beautiful package.
0: It's so heartwarming. Like,
1: seeing them go through with, like, the fire extinguisher thing, I know it's not what it is, but they're, like, going through space like that. And then you see the two human characters, I like John and something, I don't mm-hmm. know their names. But also their little story was just a beautiful thing that mirrored theirs. And the ending, them stepping off the Ark or whatever the ship was called, going back to Earth, like, that was... <laughs> I was what nine or something. That was eight. That was very powerful. Yeah, it was hope. Hope for the planet. I was like snap, and in our climate crisis situation today, Mm -hmm. very relevant. Very. So I love Wally for that. My number two is going to go to The Incredibles. Really? Yes, I absolutely love The Incredibles. The score is incredible. The action is fantastic. As we talked about, We, we mentioned the quotable lines. The so dialogue, the story, everything—it's just burned into my brain for all of my life. It's fantastic. I think it's so incredible. good.
0: All right, my number five is Wally. Okay, yeah, it it landed in number five just what stuck I was, out to you, uh, Wally. First off, it's the only film that's ever made me like cockroaches. You're that right. Cockroach is adorable. Heck, rats and cockroaches, except for the one in Wally
1: and in ratatouille.
0: Yeah. I don't know, I I I think it's so emotional at the very end when he's like crushed in the the dropping thing, and then he's like beaten up, and he just like has the plant in his hands. Oh, it's so sad. And they had yeah. to run and go get. Oh, oh, and when he's like watching the old movie, what is it? Is it? Sing or it's a uh, sad music, and they're like holding hands, and mm-hmm. like Eve is like shut down mode, and so he like. Reaches out and just holds her hand a little bit. Oh. That's amazing. And then in the end where he like forgot or he like got reset or something. Mm -hmm. And he's just like going through
1: the like the movements. mm -hmm. But then they touch and then he got brought back and then you see him say, Eva, or whatever it was. was That was a really good
0: impression. (laughs) It was fantastic. The voice of Wally is actually Ben Burtt who does like the sound design of the original Star Wars movies.
1: That's awesome. It is
0: awesome. My number four is Up. I mean... Okay. I just love up. I think it's so funny. The opening is iconic. Um, the end is emotional for me. I think the action's really good once the the, the blimp takes off and those dogs are so funny. I think funny. a lot of people forget about the whole dog thing. The dogs dog are angry. so funny. They are very That's good. That's such a good angle. I thought the villain was actually really good. Like I liked the villain. It was like one of the first times they did the unexpected villain, but like you can still kind of see it coming. But it's still good. Yeah, it was still fresh. Yeah. Plus Kevin, very funny, good bird. There's just a lot of humor in that movie and a lot of heart, and I like it. My number three is Ratatouille. There yeah. I mean, oh my god, just the way they talk about food and the way they like shape the food and everything they do with food, <laughs> it's incredible. Patton Oswalt does like he kills it as Remy. Like the food. what got me when I was a kid and watching this movie is when he just describes the food and it's the black screen and it's just like the dots and like the slow rhythm of the lights. And it's like you're showing how food tastes visually. And it's like the only time a movie has made me like taste food while I'm watching. Like I can taste Ooh. the cheese as, he, as he's describing it and the grape. And, and then he like combines the two. And I was very hungry when I got out of the theater, <laughs> but it's very good. My number two is inside out. Oh snap. Yeah. You didn't see that coming. Yeah. I love inside out. It's so good good i love the story of like the lesson of like feel your emotions don't like suppress any of them just feel all of them they're all important Mm -hmm. you can combine emotions like you can have bittersweet moments or scared angry moments like your emotions are more complex than you think they are and you shouldn't just have to be happy all the time and it's okay to be sad it's okay to be mad it's okay to be scared they're all so just important it's okay to be what is she envy envious Mm -hmm. or disgust it's okay to be disgusted with things broccoli on pizza I remember that as being one of the funniest lines i ever heard a movie when I was a kid is watching that broccoli on pizza and I was like, Ugh. I mean, I was 15 at the time and I was like, Ugh. <laughs> yeah, are you still I just disgusted by that? The idea of broccoli and a pizza? Probably. But I would try it. But I I don't know. Probably, I don't I just can't imagine it being good. I would try it. But yeah, I don't think yeah, that wouldn't be a go to. <laughs> I'm just picturing giant chunks of broccoli, but maybe if they like really chopped it up and like tossed it with the cheese, I could see that working. Right? It's just the way they make the pizza. If you like bite into a piece of pizza and it's just a giant <laughs> chunk of broccoli, I can't. I can't. Underneath dig it. the cheese is just a bunch of broccoli. You <laughs> won't see Crowns. that coming. Camo. All right. What's your number one? My number one
1: should come as no surprise. Toy Story Three. Really? Yes. I told you it is the most emotionally affecting movie of all these Pixar films. The Lotso thing. Another case where they did the twist villain that
0: one worked well though like i agree i, I thought think that i saw was that the one. Best take i think i've seen them all coming like when i'm watching it but lasso was just terrifying he had a good backstory he had good reason to be the way he was and ned Beatty, who plays lasso was just scary mm. when he's yelling at big baby oh it's scary like he's just an evil evil guy who has like a legitimately reasonable backstory i liked I it but i thought
1: every Like, the returning characters were fantastic. They had Barbie and Ken. I mean, that was a fun dynamic. But, of course, you already touched on it. The whole story that you grow and you you have to move on, like with Andy. But his – well, first of all, the incinerator scene, that was so – It was intense. I was twisted inside watching that when they and all started holding i was hands. crying yes i didn't was cry the, then but I that was the did. point that made me cry because i was like
0: this is insane and the music oh in the my god i can't believe they did that it they really looked beautiful like and that. i was like they really could do it and this but what's insane. incredible is that like deus ex machina where it's just the claw <laughs> <laughs> which is so that, that is, is so, so amazing. funny to go from
1: something that is ripping you apart inside to something that is burning like ripping you apart but because you're laughing Oh, so much. It's so splitting funny. Splitting your sides. That was amazing. And then the ending is very gets touching. Me. It didn't, that like, doesn't make me cry. But it makes it, me bawl like a child. <laughs> do get misty eyed at that. Because it was such, like, at the end when he was about to, he like didn't really want to let her play
0: with Woody. Mm-hmm. But he let go. He moved on. He grew up, as we all must do. There's a couple things that'll always make me cry. The end of Parks and Rec. When Michael leaves in the office and the end of Toy Story three, <laughs> always wow, consistently makes me cry. Solid list, yeah. But there you go. Toy Story three is my number one Pixar film, and my number one is you might be able to guess is Toy Story one. <laughs> How could it not be? It was the first movie I remember ever seeing, and it was exactly. so good. It was so funny. The characters are so realistically flawed. And I was like, well, why should Woody give up his position? I feel bad for Woody. That's a great point you bring up. It's the character arcs that in each of these films.
1: Because Woody goes through that same sort of arc, but it's in a different... It's just a slightly different thing every single time. And it's amazing. It's almost as if they learn to be better people. Wow, self-improvement. Every single time.
0: Better people, better toys. I just... It's so funny, and it's so realistic. It's like... Woody is like the head honcho and then he gets replaced and that's so heartbreaking for him but then he like sabotages Buzz and you're like oh my god how could he do that and then he goes and tries to get Buzz back and Buzz is just hilarious the whole movie because he just thinks he's not a toy and it's so funny and my favorite scene of any scene is when Buzz Lightyear mentally breaks like it's right after that sad moment where he like tries to fly but then he falls and he lands and he breaks his arm and it's so sad and Randy Newman is just like blasting on the <laughs> piano and and screaming as much as he can about how sad it is, and then he's just Mrs. Nesbit drinking tea in the daughter or in the sister's room, and he's like, I miss Mrs. Nesbit, and it's so funny. And then Woody takes Buzz's arm and smacks him with it, and that's just classic. It's so funny. I remember seeing the broken toys and feeling bad. I, I remember the whole like breakout jail sequence where they like they like set up and they like expose themselves to Sid who mm-hmm. has like a breakdown and freaks out and like Woody like twists his head back and he's like like he's like <laughs> speaking out of the speaker box and then he like speaks in reality and then Sid just, for this guy and then he just like screams and drops Woody and then runs away. Oh it's so it's so perfect it's so perfect.
1: Toy Story is I think the best film series there is what Maybe. other name any other one that has Lord had every Rings.
0: single film well Lord of the Rings one, that's a pretty good take oh it's so good Harry Potter just because there's like every sheer, single film there's just a sheer volume of them and they're pretty good like there's never one where I'm like oh we're watching this Harry Potter It's terrible <laughs> they're good Okay, that's fair. I wouldn't say it's better than Toy Story. I would just say it's good. I wouldn't say it's better at all. In my view, I think Toy Story is the
1: the one that has such high quality. Every single one, like it does hit never the mark drop every off.
0: time, which is impressive. But I feel that way about Lord of the Rings. I feel that way about you know what? That's it. It's Lord of the Rings. Because <laughs> there's always the one, well, like Alien and Aliens is great, and then they have Alien Three, and then they have Terminator and Terminator Two, and then the rest of the Terminator movies. Exactly. And then there's like a. And if you, Batman begins in the Dark Knight, and then the Dark Knight Rises is just okay. But I like the Dark Knight Rises, but it's just okay.
1: So you're completely omitting the Hobbits series. Oh, no. Oh, God. Not don't even get me started in. on
0: the Hobbit series. Well, I won't. We don't have 100% to. forgettable. <laughs> anyway, it's time to move on to our movie of the week, which, surprise, surprise, is a Pixar movie, A Bug's Life, mm-hmm. because we did Toy Story some other time a couple months ago. That's true. It deserved it back then. I yeah. don't know what we did for it, but but A Bug's Amazing. Life is so much better than I remember and I should watch it it's like as I think about it I'm remembering the scenes more and more vividly as much as I as I like despise Kevin Spacey like right now of course Hopper is a very good villain mm-hmm. just in general um, the characters are all very funny Flick and his circus buddies that's so funny Heimlich the caterpillar hilarious <laughs> <laughs> so funny <laughs> Look at me! I'm a butterfly. That yes, so that is fantastic. Funny. There's so many iconic. Actors I do remember in this that movie. Julie louis Dreyfus is Ada. She's incredible. Dave Foley's flick, of course. Hayden Panettiere back when she was like nine, like legit nine, was Dot. Oh my God! I completely forgot. The best part of that movie is when the leaf lands on their line and they don't know what to do. And the guy has to come over and say, we go around the leaf. <laughs> it's so funny. It's so funny because they're just freaking out. Where's the line? <laughs> what do we do? I don't remember that at all. You don't remember that? That's no. the best part. I don't remember a lot of it. But
1: I do need to see this film again.
0: What's interesting, I need to go on a Pixar Bench. Oh, yeah, me too. What's interesting is the controversy that surrounded A Bug's Life is because <laughs> of um lance." <laughs> <a> <laughs> Which, I'll be honest... It's not very good.
1: I kind of like ants.
0: You like ants more than A Bug's Life? (laughs) No. Okay, good. But I really do think ants... I mean... It's kind of gross to look at. (laughs) I don't like (laughs) the animation in ants. The faces throw me off. But, bro, the war scene where they're like charging in bro I they took that straight from Starship Troopers I promise you yeah I love Starship Troopers I, I hate was just thinking about
1: Starship that. Troopers you seen it yes how do you hate that movie it's so funny I really I wanted to claw my eyes out during it's so final scene I just funny. thought it was so stupid it's so the funny way.
0: the whole movie's ridiculous it, it is that but movie. I was like this is not it's just it's such a commentary I on war it's so funny but
1: anyway bug's life which won the war against Ants.
0: Yes, because Ants was only okay. Even though Ants came out first. It was released, like, a month earlier. But I'm pretty sure Ants was just the DreamWorks way of getting back at Pixar because Pixar had made Toy Story, which was successful, and so DreamWorks was like, hey, we can do that too. And so they dropped Ants. But they were lucky enough to do it earlier. But that's probably because they didn't finish the animation because it looked so bad. (laughs) But, I mean, that's what you do when you rush, rush a job to, like, Try and beat out the better competition. But Bugs Life won anyway because Bugs Life was so much better. It's true. Pixar on top. I mean, they're the greatest animation studio. Also, I think Lillian wants me to mention that uh, on the IMDb trivia for A Bugs Life, some joker Uh, listed a lot of celebrities and said that they had roles in the movie and got cut. Now is this true? So No. (laughs) Leonardo Leonardo DiCaprio was supposedly Michael the Ant and got cut. Robert De Niro was supposedly Albert the Ant and got cut. Danny DeVito. Danny DeVito, Julianne Moore, um, all these people, Jennifer Aniston, Pierce Brosnan. There's like 13 of these that we <laughs> saw, and none of them are true. The only thing that comes close is that John Lasseter had like, he wanted Robert De Niro to play Hopper, which would have been cool. And would have stood the test of time well. Yes, it would have.
1: Anyway, that's all the time we have for today, right? That is true, yeah. So a, a nice little recap and talk about the history of Pixar and all the great films they have made. And yeah. here's hoping Onward and Soul will join that
0: catalog as truly amazing and classic animated films. I hope so. I mean, I'm looking forward to both of them. I want to see them. I haven't seen a Pixar film that I like really liked in a while. It was like Coco was the last one that I like really liked, and that was three years ago. But, Yeah. Well, I Toy Story Four. I forgot that came out last year. That's but true like yeah. like an original movie that I really mm-hmm. liked, like one that has no sequel, one that's just like pure Pixars coming back at it, and that was Coco. Mm-hmm. but yeah, go see Outward this weekend and then Soul in June onward. what did I say? Outward <laughs> onward, go see Onward this weekend and Soul in June is it June correct June all right, thank you so much. That's all the time we have. (laughs) Let me just read from the script. If you would like to give your thoughts on the show or make a suggestion for the movie of the week, you can email us at theboxofficeshow at gmail.com. Our main title theme for the show is Sundown by Joseph McDade. Our producer is James Poole, and our script editor is Lillian Snyder. Have yourself a wonderful, amazing day.